Happy Friday, everyone. It is us, Lisa, Andre, Ian. What's up, my homies in the quarantine? Back again for another week. Yeah, you don't sound so good. Ian, how you doing? Good. Doing good over there? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, everyone. When you're listening. We got the Trump check. Y'all get your Trump check? We got our Trump check. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it smelled like sulfur and brimstone. Smelled like prison, but uh, you know it's cashable, cashable. <laughs> I didn't get mine yet. You Ooh. haven't gotten yours yet. I'm waiting for it. Okay. Apparently, there was there was glitches in the Treasury Department, and some people haven't gotten it. You don't say. Um, my mom was supposed to get uh five hundred dollars from my little brother. She didn't get that. Um, but she's not the only one. So it's gonna take a goddamn minute. country. We can't do anything right. <laughs> I think over the half of the country is filing for unemployment, and uh. All I'm going to say, I said, we always joke you about um, moving to the great state of California. Uh, but all I'm just going to say about that is maybe you should. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm tonight drinking a fishbowl full of wine. It looks like a fishbowl on camera, but it's really just a regular wine glass that I got a long time ago. And then you hold it to your lips. It looks like you're like about to, you know, baptize yourself. So, it, yeah, it does look like a fishbowl. <laughs> There's a great um, bar in Morgantown called, called Mario's Fishbowl huh? where they serve you gigantic drinks in like not actual fishbowls, but like they're big enough to like legally qualify as a fishbowl. Cheers, Mario's. I hope you're <laughs> surviving the quarantine. I'm going to take another sip in your honor. It's because I need to take another sip right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. <clears throat> We went down to the bougie bodega before the podcast to, to uh, secure this. I also needed to get some steps in, get on my treadmill. Um, it's Friday night. This is going to be a, a, as Miranda Hart would say, a chatty ramble. We're just checking in with each other in the quarantine. Uh, everybody's just doing the best they can. Everybody's holding down their own forts, respectively. So we're just checking in. What's up with you, Andre? How you doing on this Friday? How you doing this Friday day, whatever, into the quarantine? Day whatever is right. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, today was a little weird. Um, I feel like my anxiety has been slowly spiking throughout the day. I don't know why. I've been doing pretty good uh, up until today, but I feel a little better. So what happened? Like, was there something that triggered it? No, I I have no idea. I just kind of woke up. My chest was a little tight, and I don't know. I was fe- I was just feeling weird from the get go. Um, but I'm feeling okay now. But Um, yeah, this has been a weird week compared to the other ones because, um, I noticed that April has been going a lot faster than I thought it would. Yeah. And I I think that's a sign that we're now used to our situation. And that's why the last two weeks of March felt like an actual eternity. Um, today has been like, or this week has been a keeping busy week for me for sure. Um, I think I'm getting a lot more sleep and I have more energy um, just in general. I think that's also because I'm like not eating any fast food. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So my diet's better. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I've had no problem like staying focused and being productive throughout the day. Um, and yeah, for the most part, it's, it's been pretty okay as long as I don't start spiraling and thinking about what's happening outside the house. But no, it's been, it's been an okay week. Not gonna lie. Ian and I were talking about this today, like this very thing when we were walking the dog. We were talking about this, weren't we? We were just saying. Yeah, it's like because a lot of times, you know, we, you know, we try to be good about our diet, but we end up. I mean, it 
both of us are like burnt out on the the prepping and cooking. Yeah. So it's like a lot of times, and I think more times for me that I I, I want to maybe consciously realize is that we you order out and we eat out a lot. We so were. We were. So now that we're forced to cook our own food because it just don't. I don't want to be. You know. I don't want to bring anything into the house that is unnecessary. Like um, here's the thing. Like I think the last time we went to the In and Out, right? We tried to go In and Out. Please sponsor us. Um, like people just weren't taking precaution. I was really shocked because In and Out has a spotless reputation, yeah. right? I mean, the dude was going right up to the window and like almost sticking his head in the window, taking the order of right, the car. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm Whoa. sure that's changed. I'm sure that's changed. But now I'm just having all kinds of like monk like feelings. Yeah. About how the food's prepped and these poor workers and who's exposed. And now all of a sudden I'm up in my like paranoia. And we were like, well, until there's a cure slash vaccine slash something, we're just going to, you know, prepare food at home. And both of us have, I have to say, both of us has been, we've been hauling into the kitchen. Both of us have been putting in double duty. And we have also sort of cut. We've taken a, a drastic measure to cut out the meat. Yeah. Chicken and beef, red meat. So, I mean, like, none. And it's not like we're trying to, like, specifically go vegan. It's not like that. It's more like, I don't know. It might be the pulse of the time. We're kind of trying to stay ahead of the curve and go, you know, it's better to do things until, you, you know, before you're forced to do stuff. And I feel like with the South Dakota meatpacking plant... I don't know. I feel like some type of way about what's on the horizon. Also, I don't like the taste of meat. So we were like, but I, I'm like you, like our poops are better. Our sleep is better. Yeah. I don't know. We, we do, But you're right. We're all doing this collectively. I feel like everybody is individually going through their shit, but collectively we're still on the same wave. I feel like. So you can be in the bell curve of the wave at the bottom of the crest or whatever, but we're still riding the same waves collectively, I feel like. And up until now, we felt the chaos, the loss, the remorse. All that's still there. People are still losing their jobs, lives, being, uh, you know, dying alone away from their families, all the horrible things that are happening. That's not going away. We have a terrible fucking caved-in prolapse, the anus of a president. We have the worst leadership ever in the history of our fucking country. I didn't even know we could top that, and here we are. But we are also kind of pulling our own shit together. I'm seeing some really positive shit from my fellow human beings. Like, we're, we all, I just saw all my friends do it. We didn't even talk about it. We all were just like, you know what, fuck it. I gotta do my thing. I gotta find my, my productive, happy strive zone and everybody found it for me i created a routine for myself paying off i wonder what the percentage of the population though is like just acting ridiculous like the people that walk right up to you when you're outside i don't know you know what i mean like are people doing that over there over in in where you're at i mean like just not even aware of social distancing well he don't leave the house he's a boy in the plastic oh that's right you haven't left the house yet. yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm staying. Go, Andre's gonna leave the house, and people are gonna have like no collars, and you can uh, you have Star Wars cars, and um, the world you can has teleport. changed. He's just gonna step out and be like, "Oh shit!" I'm like, so Whoa. glad I waited. I don't know. Florida reopened their beaches today, and the, and oh, it man. was already packed. So because it's, our president said that we're we can now start reopening America. So you're trying to tell me that Florida man mayhaps be 
Would he be the antichrist in this situation, trying to rapture all these motherfuckers? Like, I feel like, let's just say that the rapture's a real thing. Let's say that a whole revelation uh, is a real thing. I feel like in the writer's room, they just got tired and started making shit up because they just wanted this whole project to be over. That's what <laughs> revelations like, has always read to me. It's like, we just want to get out of here. King James, he won't let up. You know, we just want to get paid and go home, go back to the condo and kick it. So I feel like they just started like Horror Babylon, Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. I don't know what else. Locust, locust yeah. Uh, Blood Up to the Horse's Bridal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, we'll just make some shit up. But I think the real actual rapture just may be they take some beloved people from the rest of us and your nana and my auntie and then just a whole truckload of hapless fucktards also are in that rapture. Is, yeah. Flor- is Florida man the Antichrist? Was, who does he represent in the, the story? Are there ancient translations of the Dead Sea, sea Scrolls and Jesus and or the Antichrist is actually translated as Florida Man? Has like some sort of hidden reference to Florida? I feel like Shane Dawson... I think we just wrote the plot for National Treasure 3. I think we did, and I think Shane Dawson needs to be across this. I feel like somebody needs to call <laughs> Shane and be like, what's up, girl? Figure this out. Okay. You and or your husband needs to figure this shit out, okay? Because you yeah, we got Florida, we got people in Michigan acting up, Dude. acting a fool. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: like, I know that y'all like nobody is enjoying this. I don't think anybody's sitting around going, "Oh my god, this is so amazing! I can't go outside." I just feel like a lot of us don't <laughs> want to murder ourselves or each other, right? Baseline. So then you see these fools roll up. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, I want to get back to work just as much as the next person, Same. but I also don't want to be fucking dead. Yeah, or you know, without like watching my friends suffer, or I can't get to you, and you're even though you may come out on the other side of it, twenty one, twenty two days away from you, or you know, losing you or losing me, or like it's just simple. Just stay your fucking country, fucking non reading science, not knowing ass in the house. Yeah, I mean. You're already having sex with your sister. She's already at home. <sighs> yeah. I don't, it's it's just it's the, the same old thing that it's been. It's it's an uneducated base. Yeah. And I was watching um the governor of um Michigan talk about it and she said what we saw was not a protest against social distancing. It was just a political rally. That's all it was. And here's the thing. And I counted heads. And again, I, I know this from doing events for many, many years. Numbers are political. Um, you get a number from the fire marshal and then they, they, they politicize it. They always blow it out of proportion, right? Sometimes, most of the time, they exaggerate the number no matter what event you're at. It just sounds good. No one's going to head count. But there's a couple of companies that actually have electronic um, apps that actually count heads. But I've learned an old formula that I will not share here because it is my secret weapon. For actually, you can actually count heads. It's a grid weapon. It's a grid system where you can count heads. Um, there were 48 people. At that protest. Is that what it was, the number? There's 48 people at the protest in Michigan. So here's why we're talking about numbers. 80% of the president's base on Twitter are bots and purchased accounts. 80%. That's gone up to nearly 86%. The 48 fucktards that were in Michigan don't represent the state of Michigan. They don't I have friends mm-hmm. in Michigan. 
So what happens? It, it People look at the shiny thing and they think that the window dressing is the thing. I just think 48 people are now going to infect all those people in their communities. Yeah. They're probably going to yep. suffer greatly. They're probably going to kill those around them, and they're going to be greatly, greatly sorry. Well, they were also prohibiting you know, medical workers from getting to their jobs. Right. The video that I was watching was a doctor in his car yeah. literally trying to get to work yep. because the protesters literally just like parked the cars in the middle of the street to block right. traffic. So let's use that number again. Let's just say it's one medical worker trying to get to work. One medical worker. So that one medical worker could go and leave that other medical worker that's been on that shift. That's you know you just can look at the domino effect right of mm -hmm. all of these things. So there's 48 people, low number, 48 people now going out and radiating to their communities. I don't know where I was heading with that. I was just saying you can politicize numbers all day long, but it's just it's kind of got to it's. I think what's really important is not account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Education people. Hey, do you know what I thought was cool was, um, I don't know if you saw this, Andre, was uh, Andrew Cuomo dog-walking Donald Trump this morning. He did. No, what? I didn't see that. So oh, so apparently uh, so apparently, Trump went after him again on Twitter after Cuomo. And he's been, you know, Cuomo does his, his, his press conference every, every day. And during the questions and answer time, he, someone had asked him about, you know, to comment on this Twitter. And so Cuomo was like, I don't, he, he told, I don't need you to give me the rights that I've, the Constitution already gave me before you were even born. So it was just like. I don't need you to school me on the, on yeah, the Constitution. Yeah, it's like, I've read it. Knew, Maybe yeah. he should read the Constitution. I mean, we all see this happening well, in the streets. It was well, hilarious. Two guys in New York City, NYC, are going to square off. And I think Cuomo could actually beat Donald Trump half to death with one hand tied behind his back. Just like in a real physical fight. But I feel like here's a guy who actually knows stuff and another guy who doesn't. So I feel like, you know, Trump is going to lose this. But here's the thing. Can someone answer me this question? How do we put the brakes on this dumb tart? How can we literally stop the bad guy in the movie? Like, we're all Will Smith. This is all Independence Day. How do we slay this dragon? You can vote for Joe Biden. There you go. Thank you. That's what I was saying. That's it. Yeah. They paid me to set that up. I realize we didn't talk about Bernie dropping out last week, and that's probably for the best because that's we already okay. said our piece to each okay. other. Like, I feel like I, I know that a lot of people are butthurt over their favorite candidate, but I always say this, you know, you shouldn't be voting for your candidates like that in the first place. It's not how any of us who are intelligent vote. Just took my socks off. Whew. Just sweaty all of a sudden. I, I, you know, I feel like everybody is going to have to get on board. And, and they, there's a lot of name calling. There's a lot of Twitter posturing. And like I said, there's 48 people who did this in Michigan. It all looks like this, it's this big, puffy thing when it's really just on actual fact, this other thing. The actual fact is, I would say if I did a realistic God poll of the United States, 98% of the people are, are fed the fuck up with Trump. Your polls that you're hearing, these Pew polls are 500 people, 1,000 people. They're not taking the polls. I think the majority yeah. of the citizens in this country are done with this dude. Even if you were on his yeah. bandwagon, I think you're done. And if you still are, your sister's in the other room waiting on you. So I'm just saying, like, I feel like the majority of the country knows that this guy needs to be done and dusted. We have Joe. We have to put the Band-Aid on our government and do the best we can. 
and hopefully we'll limp toward victory. I feel like Biden does have a Rolodex that's heavy. Obama endorsed him. We all wept when he made the announcement. We talked about that. And I feel like we're headed toward a good place. And people are doing good things. Besides the dumbasses who rolled up to Michigan, so many more people are doing better shit and good shit and yeah. helping each other and caring for one another all over the world, not just in this country, yeah. everywhere. People are doing so many good things. And I love that we're seeing that, right? So I don't, I don't think that Voldemort is going to win this. I feel like our long bottom, who's our long bottom in this scenario? Who's long bottom? Who is that? Who's going to cut McGee's head off? Yeah, it would. Yeah, Neville. It would be, it would have to be Biden because he was counted out from the beginning. Biden is our long bottom? Yeah. What if it's his VP pick? Oh, we don't know who that Am is. Am I just lost in the metaphor before I even started it? <laughs> I, I have no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> I was just trying to like Harry Potter this whole scenario. Like, okay, Trump is Voldemort, and then Longbottom shows up out of the shadows and cuts off the head of Nagini. Well, I think in that case, Longbottom would be the vice president, right? Right. That's what yes, I'm saying. So, yeah. But we don't know who that is. Oh, I though. thought you were saying Biden was Longbottom. Uh, he that's said what I that. Did. I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> but we don't know who the vice the the. the uh, I think if anything, Biden is Snape. We Maybe feel we should just leave this metaphor on the floor and back away slowly. I don't. <laughs> we're ruining Hogwarts. We're ruining Harry Potter. We're ruining all things about this uh, series uh, for Andre. So we'll stop. J.K. Rowling, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch can't hear us. She in the Sky Mansion. Um, did you see that she had COVID nineteen symptoms like a week she ago? She did. Yeah. Did she? Red she came con out. She came out books? after she recovered. We have yet to see. I didn't say We that. have yet to see. <clears throat> BT Dubs, has anybody seen uh, um, Johnny Depp's Instagram yet? He has an Instagram? He's on Instagram now. Wow. He is. I can't. I'm going to follow it because I feel like it's going to get crazy. I feel like you should be <laughs> on Instagram Pacific time at two o'clock in the morning for this next couple of weeks. Just to, just to see. see what gets posted. Johnny going to have like a $5,000 bottle of wine at like three <laughs> o'clock in Malibu where the fuck you living now. And it's going to get crazy. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild y'all. So. Wow. What's everybody drinking? I'm having, I'm having some, uh, bougie, um, bodega Livingston, Chardonnay, cheapest bottle I could find. I got literally a jug of it. It's like it's huge. Wow. I could uh I could hold mass. So I got I got that. What'd you what are you drinking, Ian? I've got the last Corona light that we have. Yeah. And what are you drinking? Not the last Corona light. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's okay. We forget you. And you got tea, right? No, yeah, I've just got tea, and I got my my canteen. <laughs> that's always at my side. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing. I'm not drinking as much coffee as I used to. Oh, um, that's probably why you're sleeping better. Yeah, um, I I think about what how much coffee I was drinking like during school, and I was like, there would be some days where I would I would have my coffee in the morning, and then I would get tired by like one, so I would get um something from starbucks to keep me awake through rehearsal and then i would get home at eight and have a bunch of homework to do 
And that's cup number three. And that happened a lot. So. No, I get it. I mean, you have to be up and you have to get your shit done. And then your body's like, what the fuck do I do with all this caffeine and shit? And then you don't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. There's just nothing worse than than crashing in the middle of a rehearsal. Especially like if you're sitting down like I am for two hours. Yeah. And your body's just like nap time and you're like no 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 and your body's like nap time We're remember those days well man fucking yeah i mean like seriously yeah. i've slept in cars i've slept in the wings of uh, every theater i've ever worked in the orchestra pit uh, i've slept in some strange spaces Pete, i'm afraid to sleep in my car <laughs> well i mean these days yes i think back in the the bad old days we could we could do that to most of the time but i have slept in a practice room which i feel kind of bad about because they're very limited but there was one time where it, i had a, a rehearsal at seven um and i got out of a class at six and i was so tired and i didn't i knew i didn't have time to go get coffee so i literally i grabbed my backpack i went to a practice room i locked the door to turn off the lights and then like use my backpack as a pillow and i napped for 40 straight minutes Sounds i'm glad i did it but sometimes just but like just like sleeping on like the hard tile floor where you know it never gets clean like the desperate times desperate measures i never even thought about that when we i used to work in the local market tv we were market 85 abc affiliate back in the day and i would do the same thing i would sleep on my jansport backpack under the editor there was a little tiny place and i was a little tiny person i was like 85 pounds and I would sleep under the editor. <laughs> and an editor came in to do the morning newscast. And I was just snoring away, hard concrete, <laughs> under the edit bays. And I'm, I'm getting kicked in the stomach by some cowboy boots. Um, <laughs> and we lived off of, I, we've said this on the podcast before, Dad Mountain Dew and like um, Marlboro Lights. That was like a good eight years of my life. I'm just so grateful to the spaghetti monster or whatever's running this that I don't have cancer at this point because I lived I lived off of caffeine and cigarettes for so long that it was kind of weird transitioning into normal food I mean I feel like you're in a transition you're coming out of your college life sort of like prematurely really Mm -hmm. what do you got going on this weekend you got a special promotion you're doing this weekend I've been I've been peeping your social media you're touting something that you're gonna do. What's what are you what are you doing? So um, tomorrow, Saturday, April eighteenth, would have been the day that I was going to have my senior composition recital. Um, but given that everything that's going on, it's not happening. Um, so I'm going to be releasing two of the pieces that would have been premiered on the recital. So that's fun. And then on Sunday, I'm doing something really embarrassing. And I'm going to hop onto Instagram Live and Facebook Live and attempt to sing and play through the entire Hamilton Piano Vocal Selections book. Um, and I am attaching a link to BroadwayCares.org where hopefully people can laugh at me badly playing the piano and also donate a dollar or two to help out the people that are out of work because of the Broadway shutdown. First oh, wow. of all, why would I ever laugh at that? Second of all, I wish you well. Third of all, you're talented as fuck. Fourth of all, what a wonderful thing. That's really cool. Oh my gosh. 
I did a full dress rehearsal today and I just don't expect much. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome that you're doing that. I, I feel like I just see these kinds of efforts and this is what I'm talking about. There are more Andres in the world doing wonderful, delightful, just loving things for their specific communities than there are 48 lost souls who just need, you know, their own personal Jesus. I, I feel like there's more of us than there are of them. I really do. And you said this is this you get credit for this? This is to fulfill an assignment? Or is this completely? No, he's just doing it. Wow. That's what's cool yeah, about they, it. That's they really let cool. me they let me um just like not do a recital uh because of like Dorian and having my orchestra piece played. They were like, Yeah, I guess that that's oh, okay. that's that works. So I mean like you did write an entire fucking musical um i would consider you graduated if it were me but i'm not running shit i think that's cool so where so you said facebook live and ig live like do you have any idea of what time or day or should we just be people well no i'm I'm live streaming sunday it's probably going to be sunday night okay um yeah i'll be posting stuff around that day to let people know when we're doing it so you're andre maggle hayes wherever so a-n-d-r-e maggle hayes m-a-g-a L H A E S. Yes. Yeah. Starting with MAGA, but ending with love and queerness. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get that's, it twisted. That's really yeah. cool. So that's awesome. Look, look at you. That is cool. I love that. Thanks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna drag Sophia into it. Well, like she has stuff. a choice. She has no choice. <laughs> she has a no choice. We'll just have it playing on one of the televisions. Just yeah, to we'll just rock it out. We have three. Um. Yeah, I love I love the setup here. You love the setup. So yeah. Ian's got the eyeless Filipino people at the wedding behind him. This is a painting that's been in our house forever. It's massive. That's just the one corner of this massive fucking painting. I've seen it in person. It's oh quite my, terrifying. It's just <laughs> terrifying. It's like it's like a nineteen sixties Twilight Zone title card sequence. I'm sure I think one night I woke up and I heard them coming out of the painting. And just walking around the kitchen down the hallway. And they were just sucking or, their teeth. Or that could have been a night terror. I don't remember. They yes. were just sucking their teeth going. That's what they do. Jay, what is the pancit? <laughs> yeah, they were just. If they were like coming out of that painting, trust me, they would just be very friendly Filipino people asking, you know. <laughs> what would they ask? What would these people ask? Why don't we have eyes? No one has eyeballs. I think I would be less yeah. creeped out about the painting except for that no one has any fucking eyeballs but then you have that cowboy kid who's got like cross eyes so that's even weird yeah that's so what eyes are me. hard to do it's a very haunted house is our house creepy andre when you were here be honest i don't think it's creepy at all you don't think it's creepy no it's i think old. it has a lot of character i think it's because two queer dudes actually built the house back in the day i, I, love that. I swear <laughs> to god i think two queer dudes built the house in 1935 there were two confirmed bachelors who who paid they built the house for like five grand. And I feel like knowing that this is a like queer based house made me go, okay. So these ghosts are not haunting me because they're like, hey, girl, hi. I think they saw me when I moved in and they were like, I ain't gonna fuck with her. There's only been three owners of the place. With so you guys, your parents are the third owners, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if the people who they bought it from, you know, passed away, they wouldn't haunt this house. They'd haunt the house that they moved into. Those people are assholes. They're just haunting people just in real life, walking around at the Fred or Joe's right now. You know what I'm saying? So are those like basically all the TVs you guys own, or is there another one in the bedroom? Oh, there's another one, girl. 
You never know. So you have four so with these TVs. three, okay, when you were here, we just had like what was the setup what when you were it? here? Two. There was only one TV in the living room? Yeah. That seems so simple. There was one TV in the living room and <laughs> yeah. one TV in the bedroom? There wasn't a TV in my bedroom. There you didn't was, have there yeah, was the guest room TV had no No, no, but there was one in our our room. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what when how did we What the fuck? It's been a minute. So now we have It's like when the fuck did we buy the other Jesus. two? <laughs> So we have like a major big one in the middle that we watch our shit on. That's all the sh- that's where the, the and then stories our are on. Screens are on either side of them so we can game if we want to like watch something. And then we have the one in the bedroom because we decided once we pulled all the TVs out of the bedroom or the TV out of the bedroom, no one can sleep. And so now that's our kind of we, we bounce yeah. between monk and elementary we put, every night. And we put we put a third what 40, 35, 40 inch in the bedroom. So it's not as big as the, the sure. smaller ones that are out here. And then the one in the middle is the biggest one. Wow. Just giant flat no screens behind you. No one will ever feel it. sorry for us. If it helps, everyone, we're, uh, we're in debt just like you are. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be sucking the veiny dicks of strangers just like everybody else. Signing up for that government I need government to use my Trump check to get TV. You really, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I mean, but see, here's the thing. We say this. We're freelancers before this whole thing went down. Like, we kind of rigged our world to... I have friends who say this to us. They say it to me all the time. How do you live without the stability of a regular gig? And I'm like, <laughs> and it took a while. Like it wasn't like I got used to it in a week. It took mm-hmm. years to go. I am unemployable. I don't want a boss. I yeah. don't want to punch a clock. So the trade-off is you don't go on a vacation necessarily. You can do things. You don't have, say, the money that you would in a stable, stable, straight job. But the reason we have so many TVs is because we don't kind of go out of our home. Like, he goes out to work. We go out to chill occasionally with friends or take people when they come into town on sightseeing tours all over fucking the world. <laughs> um, but we're not, like big going out people so we game and we watch a shit ton of content we're yeah, storytelling we, people we consume a lot of media do i sound so. defensive i sound a little defensive it's fine yeah <laughs> defensive but here's the thing i feel like the i think those of us i think we're all gonna have a reset right a lot of we were already here in in the world and i think now some people are going to be kind of looking at they're gonna be doing what we do yeah, they're going to have to join the hustle. It's a hustle world. Because cause employers aren't going to be able to hire people back. They yeah. don't have the capital. They don't have the capital. They just lost a shit ton. Yeah. So, yeah. It was a bubble. It really was, I feel. I feel like it was, and I feel like also just someone who's lived with uncertainty for a long time changes my friend. Uncertainty yeah. is my friend. I've learned to embrace it. And once you embrace it and you just... Like, I think I had the first week and a half of just going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, worried about my friends, still worried about my friends, still upset. But then my my um, defense mechanism or my coping mechanism kicked in. It was like, oh, no, you got this. Just go find another hustle. Find two or three more other hustles. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, so, yeah, we know how to, like, stretch a buck. We know how to, like, go to the mattresses nobody gets their nails did or i don't even get my hair cut i was already cut my hair before this shit happened i was just like 
I don't need to shave my head. I know I've just taught myself how to cut my hair. You know, I'm like, it's just, yeah, it's a different hustle, right? And so now I feel like a lot of people maybe won't be as snooty about it as they have been in the past. I don't share that a lot with people just up close and personal. I just put it on a podcast for the world to hear. I'm finding this very strange thing all of a sudden. Anyway, so, but I feel like now everybody's going to be like, how do we do this? And I and I feel like all is not lost. I feel like we are going to find our footing. I don't think it's going to be okay for everyone. It hasn't been okay for me in the past. I have actually hit the bottom. I have actually lost a lot. It sucked. I have my own PTSD to deal with of that. But I think we are going to be more resilient than we're going to fall apart. Even despite our lack of leadership and the divisiveness in our own government, I really feel like people in general, no matter what nation or creed or color or any of that shit, I feel like we find our own measure and we find our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have any questions about how to like live on saltine crackers. Ramen noodles. Um, I'm doing good though. I had to say I'm, I am doing good despite I am losing weight. I'm clocking my shit. I'm doing, putting the work in. I'm being disciplined. I just finally drew up a schedule that works for me. I need it. I need structure right now so bad. I need it. Mm-hmm. I can't free fall anymore. I'm done free falling. So I feel like my vacation in this kind of realm is going to be free falling. Play games all day long. Fuck about. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to earn that by um, putting in a good solid set of chunks of weeks with a structure. So yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. So If it works out, I'll share it with you guys. If I fall miserably on my face, it will never be brought up again. So No, that's great. No, I'm, um, I'm trying very hard not to think about... Um, post all of this what the economy is going to be like because it's hard not to think about it especially when you're graduating college and you have to figure out a way to pay off your loans yeah um so that's a little that's whatever um but no i think i'm i think those those financial skills my mom has taught me like since i was like 11 are like really good to finally kick in because i'm not a person that like can guiltlessly buy something for myself <laughs> there's always like a small twinge of guilt not really with like food because i'm like i rationalize that easily like i need to eat lunch and i don't have time to go home to make it um so that's fine but like buying literally anything else whether it's like clothes one could say you need clothes but in my mind that's just like, new clothes are a luxury yeah um but like i've been i've been going back and forth on buying um, a new pair of speakers because I can't get any real work done here because I left my speakers at my apartment and they're kind of shitty already anyway. So I feel like now's the time to invest in a good pair that'll last me a couple of years so I can get some work done. But tools my brain just trade. doesn't see it that way. No, it's it's, still, it's just do, like same thing. We do the same yeah. thing. We go like we need a mic or we need a new like my computer limped on, limped on. Ian's died, half died. Like he had a yeah, same. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of, I think that's kind of good as long as it doesn't turn into a neurosis though, right? No, like, yeah, I don't know. Like my phone's on its last legs, but my my immediate instinct is that, 
well, it still works. Right. It's a little slow, but it still works. Right. So you don't need a new one. Not yet, at least. Until it's like dead and doesn't, you know, do basic things. Then that's why you need a new one. I mean, it's kind of like the way you're living as a college student is the way you end up living as a creative. So if you like slide right into it, you're just going to be like, oh, this feels very familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going out to eat is always like a, a very special thing. Like, we never do it during the semester because we can never afford it. Um, just doing anything. Going to the movies is always very special. Um, and we only do it for movies we really want to see. We rarely take any risks. And the only time we did was when we went to see the Nun movie. Me and Harley went to see it because we we really just wanted to go see a horror movie. It was October. We were in the mood. We had the money, so we were good. Got to. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I I I think it'll be okay, but... It's not going to be easy. That's that much I know. Yeah. I feel like uh, we're all going through our thing. I think I think mostly every day about the nurses and the doctors and the grocery store workers. Hey, Lindsay. Feel you. Appreciate you. Love you. The delivery drivers, our postal workers. Um all the people who are out there who the bus drivers the taxi drivers yeah the people who are literally on the front lines and didn't know they were going to be on the front line of a war it's one thing if you get enlisted and you sign up for it voluntarily it's another thing to go to work and all of a sudden you were just a person at a grocery store and and now your life is at risk so i think about those people foremost every day and go what can i do and, and a lot of times I'm just staying out of the grocery store. I'm staying out of harm's way. I'm trying to stay out of a, uh, an emergency ward or an ICU so I don't put somebody else at risk so they don't see their kids. That's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you're a mouth-breathing fucking inbred idiot who thinks it's your right to get a fucking hamburger and you're uh, getting stepping away from your sister fucking to go out in public and mouth-breathing other people. The way I see the world is... If I stay home, then I don't have to put anyone at risk. So they don't have to make these hard decisions about paycheck and death. No, we want to squash this thing sooner. And that's the way to do it. So if you did it, you could get back to having sex with your sister cousin. And you could have the steak at the local slope-headed forehead cracked in wherever you eat. (laughs) <laughs> and in business as usual would go on. You can get the kerosene for your clan rally. All that shit would be open if you would just stay your ass in your fucking caved-in trailer-dwelling hole in the ground, and then we could all get back to our living. But I can't explain um, math to you at this point. So. Well, and the, well, here's the thing. The problem is there's a lot of information out there, and no one knows who or what to trust. And I think to some extent... This is the ultimate price we're paying for electing Trump. That the person who started like the complete distrust in media and sources and all of that. Because now, I mean, Trump says it's a hoax. His base believes it's a hoax. You know, so it's it's hard to like live in the and like I'm not gonna lie, like media, some of it can be fake news. But it's like now all of it is and, and they don't know who to trust. I was talking about it with my mom and she said and she she told me like she doesn't watch the news because all they do is fear monger and make people panic and da 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 da. And we were talking about why 
um, why they don't report the the um, numbers of people who recovered. And I said, well, first of all, unless you've watched every news station, you don't know that de- definitively. But it, but it is a point to keep people saying, like, why is no one talking about the people recovering? It's very simple. It's that it's just basic psychology that if people start seeing that they're the number of recovered people tops the infection numbers and the death numbers, they're not going to take it seriously. And that's, that's how, how susceptible people can be. And we're going to be, we're going to be at this longer. And like, in some ways, like you can empathize with the people in Michigan because we're all also fed up at fed up with all of this and want to go back to work. But you know, doing that and going out there and risking yourself and other people is just going to make this last longer. I've been hearing this kind of sentiment about news for a while. Can I say something about it? Yeah. Um, there is fake news for purposes called propaganda. There's a lot of propagandists out there, hackers, muckrakers who are trying to turn your head. Here's what I suggested you do. Just set up an anonymous Twitter account, Facebook account. Pick one or the other. And and just literally subscribe and follow every single news outlet that exists that you can find. NBC, CBS, NBC, Fox, CNN, uh, all of them. And just read them every day at a cursory glance. It won't take you long. They say you can just read the headlines. Just read the headlines, right? After a while, you start to take in what feels like bullshit and what doesn't feel like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Reuters is not in the game of deceiving you. They don't have any dog in the hunt. AFP, some wings of CNN, they're not getting up in the morning to deceive you. MSNBC, people are very busy. They're not sitting around. Yes, yes, there's a left and the right mouthpieces. But here's the reason that the fourth estate is liberal. It's for the people. By and large, it's for the people. It's there to inform. You take a journalistic oath. You are there to inform people. Yes, there is ratings. Yes, there is money. I don't. We don't have nine hours to do this podcast, but just follow everybody. Just follow everybody that you possibly can and just scroll. Just scroll 20 minutes, 30 minutes every day until you build up a tolerance. And then you start to see the, the bullshit pattern. It's, it emerges very quickly. The media is not out here to deceive you. It, it literally doesn't benefit from deceiving you. I could write an no. entire paper on why that's true, but they're not here. If you're if you're hearing news that's trying to stir you up, you're not listening to a news station. Mm. You're listening to propaganda. If something is written in an inflammatory way, it's not a news station. If you want to know statistics, New England Journals of Medicine, you can get their newsletter. JAMA, you can get their newsletter for free. You, as a regular person. CDC, you can go to their website every day. You have to be curious about this shit because if you're not curious about this shit, it, you will, you're going to get killed. You're going to die. You're not going to be informed and you're going to go out into the world and you're going to get hurt. Your children, the people you know. It is your duty as a grown-ass motherfucker to inform yourself rather than going oh well that's just uh what are you doing what are you actually in real life fucking doing educate yourself daily your education doesn't stop with high school or college or your night classes or whatever every 
fucking day that you're on the planet, it is your duty to be political about your own life. In that, you need to be armed with information, right? Don't live in your own echo chamber. I followed hate groups. Right after uh, Trump got elected, I followed 178 hate groups on my private Twitter channel. I got to hear all the shit that they said. I... I, I touched the stove. I wanted to know what they said. And then I put that in the context of every single fucking news organization I could follow. Local papers to the biggest papers. I don't have time for that. Do you have 20 minutes in the morning to scroll? You'll get a picture real quick, and it will calm you down. And it will give you a different perspective. It's like they tell you to like travel around the world so you'll get a different perspective. That's all I'm saying to do with your news media. The media doesn't get any real money out of deceiving you unless they're Fox or they're News of the World or they're these people who are run by GOP special interest groups so you won't fucking vote. People, stop telling yourself this fucking bullshit about it. They just want to get you stirred up. If they're trying to get you stirred up, move on. Stop watching The View. Watching Meghan McCain yell at Whoopi, that's not news. That's people's <laughs> opinions. Stop mm-hmm. watching Good Morning America and thinking that's fucking news. North, East, West, and South. What happened? Conjugate the sentence. Always ask. Always be curious. Be curious as fuck. Question authority. Every day that you wake up, question authority. The authority that you voted for, the authority that you didn't. Question authority. Why? 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 Ask the question. And stop leaning back and going, I just can't be bothered. Then you can't be bothered to leave your house and not get in harm's way. Yeah. Everybody. This is not a lecture for your mom or anybody. This is not directed toward anybody, but I am so fucking sick of hearing this argument. I am an ignorant fucking hayseed born in the deep fucking south. And if I can figure this out, I don't have some special Mensa license. I don't have some high IQ. Just be curious about the world. And also just don't take anything that people tell you. Don't be spoon fed. It's not hard. This is not fucking hard. I think it's gotten worse. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. Like I saw I saw just like a really like clear example of it yesterday when the White House was tweeting out like the open America again or something. And they were talking about like the the phases and the one of the phases, I think it was the first one where it said like reopening restaurants, but not reopening bars. I don't get that. Um, Not reopening gyms as long as they're sanitary but schools and daycares should remain closed. And I'm like, okay, that, that seems reasonable. And then literally right below it, someone's quote tweeted it. I'm sorry. They didn't quote tweet the actual, the actual picture, but a headline talking about the, the phases that the white house is saying. And he says, and the guy has tweeted, I can't believe Trump is making their parents send their kids to daycare. And then there's like a slew of replies being like, oh my God, I cannot believe this and blah, 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 blah. And, and then I was like, wait, did I read that wrong? And I went back and it said, no, daycares are still remain, are still, you know, closed and they're, they're going to be closed for a while. And it's like, 
it just like kind of shows you like just how easy it is. I mean, this this has been happening for weeks now. Yeah. Like that that one health expert that said like we were not we're probably not going to have concerts and sporting events until 2021 and people thought it was like gospel and like what's actually going to happen. I'm like it's one health expert. Right. You know. And he said probably. <laughs> so the, like yeah. it's stuff that we should be thinking about but not necessarily like you know, like taking it to gospel. Here's you know? here's what you learn in journalism school. Uh, this is a scenario my old journal professor used to give me. So you come home from work and your wife runs in the room or your boyfriend or your friend or your cousin or your significant other and they go, oh my God, there's zombies in the street. What kind of person do you want to be? So the gossip monger gets immediately on the phone and tells everybody that out. This is pre-internet. Please excuse the... Uh, Wait, this goes down. Fax machine. You get on the uh, get on the fax machine and you tell all the neighbors, <laughs> Oh my god, there's zombies in the street. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You just heard it. That's all you did. You just played telephone and you just blah 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 blah. Then you're the person who walks takes the time to walk outside your house, looking up and down in the street. <gasps> Over in the corner, something moving. You don't really check it out, but you go, oh, I saw the zombie. And so you corroborate, and you're the corroborator of the bullshit, and you go out and go, Oh my god, there's zombies in the street. I saw that guy, like that guy said. Just a blurry figure off in the distance. <laughs> then there's the journalist. He goes, I'm sorry, who said that? And what was the context? And when did they say that? And where do they say that? Where is the zombie? And you go out of your house and you drive around the block and you keep driving. And then you call somebody and then you call the local paper and then you call the police. You call the fire department. Y'all seen any zombies? Zombies, zombies, zombies. Then you go across the neighbors. Did y'all see any zombies? What'd you see? Well, it sounded like a freight train. Sorry, that was a tornado. We're not talking about that. But that sounds interesting. Okay. So that's curiosity. Be curious. And yes, you're going to hear a bunch of lies, bullshit, propaganda, opinions, 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 opinions. People are now calling news opinions. They've been doing that for a decade and a half. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, what of this seems like bullshit? Use the blink thing. You can look at something and go, that doesn't seem like right. That's right. So you question it. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to like, that just sounds exhausting. You will get so high off of knowing shit. You will so get so fucking excited about educating yourself about what is bullshit. Yeah, that's I call I call bullshit on Obama many times. I call bullshit on so many of our leaders so many times. There was twice that W actually did something. I was like, he actually did a thing. We need to give him some applause because W actually did two things one time that he did all by himself and he figured it out. Like he, he learned how to tie his shoelaces. We all went, oh my God, good president. <laughs> you have to think for your fucking self. You have to think for your fucking self. Well, Don't I mean, let, there's also like, you know, sorry. like nuance. So yes. There's like, there's that to think about. You know, this is, this is so interesting to think about because I always think about that scene in Knives Out where they're arguing about like immigration stuff and Joni, um, like the Instagram influencer is like, but they're putting kids in cages, which is like true. But it's like someone pointed out to me that everything she says in that argument is just headline fodder. Yes. She doesn't really understand what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. But because she's read stuff that caters to her echo chamber, that's the ammunition she uses. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting how people do that. 
Here's a simple journalistic test. Do you want to be the person who goes, oh, my God, there's zombies in the street, and just reacts? Or do you want to be the curious person who goes out to check it out? People want me to hate shit all the time. They send me stuff and go, oh, my God, can you believe? And it's 17 minutes long, so I'll watch the 17-minute thing. I'll read the book. I'll read the paper. I'll follow the joke and the context and the Twitter fallout and blah, blah, blah. I don't come to my conclusions. doesn't take long. doesn't take hours. I don't grow a long beard trying to figure it out. I read the fucking book, watch the fucking thing, follow, and then I go, oh, well, okay. This is what I think about that. But I took the time to read it. I have so many people in my life. They see something just in a cursory fashion and they react to it. And I'm like, don't do what? Stop doing that. Why are we not teaching this in school or is your mom not teaching this? No, nobody taught me this in school. And my parents didn't teach me that. I think it's just because I just didn't want to be an asshole. So here's the bumper sticker of the day. Here's the bodega sign. Is there a neon sign? Don't be an asshole. (laughs) Read shit. Think for yourself. If somebody goes, oh, my God. Kevin James or whatever his name. James Charles is in a fight with that old dried up heifer. I don't know what the hell. It was Coachella tickets. And everybody's mad and everybody's upset. And I'm like, I don't, y'all are all telling me there's a zombie in the street. So I went and watched the whole thing with you. I sat there and watched the whole, his whole reaction. Then I watched her video. Then later on, two days later, I ended up watching, um, oh, who's that other dude? Jeffree Star. And I just feel like everybody got butt hurt late night when everybody was drinking and then made it a thing. And that created content. And I'm like, well, this is what the Kardashians do on the reg. So they make an empire out of it. But I just feel like for you who's not getting paid to like start trouble in the streets for yourself, just learn as much about it before you start like clutching your pearls and shit. I don't understand. God, it's almost going to be a year before all of that happened. That's crazy. I know. It's no, just good to show you like how how people like completely turn on a dime on how they feel about something. But, so then, like the, but, like but the, old the ladies moment, do this. The old moment ladies do that, this. that Obama endorsed Biden, everyone came out and said, Obama's an asshole. Obama's irrelevant. And this is the same people last week wishing that Obama was still president. You didn't see this? I didn't hear anything about anybody. I have too many Bernie that... Bros on my on my timeline. I really do. Yeah. It's crazy. Who calling Obama an asshole insane. in this day and age right now? I'm not saying he's a saint and I don't believe that he floats on water and I don't think he's a black Jesus. I'm just telling you who in the actual motherfuck dumbass. Okay, you know what? You know what? Not gonna take your word for it. I'm gonna go hunt down these motherfuckers. I'm gonna figure out what you're saying. I'm gonna get the there context. Go. I'm gonna get the context. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. People will tell me, Lisa, it's raining outside. And I will go stick my head outside. And if I see rain, I'll go, oh, I think that that is, that is true. But is it raining everywhere else? Is it just raining on my street? So I'll look at the weather. And I don't even trust that source. Then I'll watch. I'll look at, literally, this is how I am. I'll have to find it four and five and six different places before I go, is that cool? Is that the truth? Mm-hmm. Y'all just hear from your mother, cousin, friend and just lose your minds 5g is causing this it came out of a lab it came out of a wet market you know they're cooking it up at mar-a-lago i mean it's just like we are not gonna get through this as a species 
if we don't start to motherfucking evolve. Rise up. Yep. And you got to start questioning your existence and everything around you. I always say, read the book before they burn it. It comes out of a real thing. When I was uh, come from a little small town in, in, in nowhere, Alabama, and there was a minister who didn't like the record. It was it was 90, 91. I was visiting a friend of mine in mid-Alabama, mid mid of the state, and they were going to burn some, I, I want to say it was a Pearl Jam CDC, a CDC, <laughs> who's got wet on their mind. It was a Pearl Jam <laughs> CD, and <laughs> they didn't like the Pearl, or whatever, I don't know what it was, but they were mad. They were mad at this album, and they were going to burn it at this Sunday night youth service. Because it was satanic? Well, I think it's because they just want to get youth to come to the church, and they ain't nothing going on in this bug tussle town. And just they burned something. And they didn't want the queer kids to touch each other's penises. Anyway, that's just a theory. And so they got together on the, the church backyard, and they were going to burn up this Pearl Jam CD. But here's the thing that I noted. <laughs> they had something like 40 copies of it. And CDs are not cheap. They weren't cheap at the time. And yeah. I just asked the question. I said, They're still not cheap. Fuck. Did y'all go buy all these CDs? Yeah. Okay. Did y'all listen to the CD? No. It's satanic and blah, blah, blah. And it's making our children and la, 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 la. There was no reason in it. And I said, Y'all, I started doing the math 41 CDs at 12, 98. <laughs> Y'all don't even have a fully paid parking lot. <laughs> the back pew in the back over the back where the choir sat, there was a hole in the roof and they were the trying bucket. to they were trying to raise money to fix the roof. And I'm going, I'm sorry, what's happening? You gonna burn up all this here money? The band's already got its money. The label has the money. And the point of this is what? And here's the thing that killed me. Killed me. They didn't even call the media or the press or nobody to cover it. That's a special triple level of stupidity. <laughs> right? So, I, and that was back in the day. I'm just saying, read the book, listen to the CD, listen to the Beatles album and when you, before you hear Paul is dead. Like, listen to it and then go, oh, the album sucks. I've given a record label $15. I'm still going to burn up the vinyl for no reason whatsoever. And I'm going to feel good about it. If you'll own all that, I'm going to listen to you all day long about why you wanted to do that. You know, not all day long. 20 minutes. It's kind of like when you see those Karens and like just wild in the street as you do. And they say stuff like, I would never support homosexual. And they're, they have like a Michael Kors bag. And they're just like strutting away. Not knowing that they're putting money straight into a gay man's pocket. And I the, just love it. And the queer who cuts her hair and the queer who made her clothes <laughs> yeah. and the queer who designed her bag and the queers who like work behind the that scenes. That hairdresser was view. so nice. He had really long hair he and so he kind of nice. looked like Jesus a little bit. He, um, he had a mustache, but like, you know, I would He's never support. Jonathan I hope I hope my, my I accent isn't offending you, Lisa. No. no I'm just I, used to doing it. It's something me and Sophia do and I, now I'm doing it on the podcast. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. No, I think your accent is really right on the money. I'm just saying, like, just think for your fucking self. It's just like you got to evolve at this point. At this point, it's very critical that you evolve. And like, I hear all kinds of bullshit. But see, I don't see, I'm not susceptible to this. I don't hear this shit. And I follow upwards of 200 and 
53 news organizations and outlets on my Twitter feed alone speeds by. And I go, okay, that seems like bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, MSNBC dropped the ball on that. Oh, fuck, what's Fox News doing today? What's the Klan rally saying? I go through all of those things, and you check it and you clock it, and you'll start to see a pattern because your brain is designed to see patterns. Your brain wants you to be smart. Your brain wants you to be smart. It wants you to drink water and get sleep and not eat shit and not drink yourself to death and not smoke cigarettes. Your body wants to live. So if you will listen to your brain and your body, it will probably lead you to information that will keep you alive. You don't even have to be a journalist. You can hate journalists. You can hate the candidate you're voting for. But just understand why you're doing it. And before you burn the Pearl Jam, uh, the Pearl Jam um, CD, you know, why don't you just listen to one song of the sweet golden voice? <laughs> That is, what is his fucking name? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. <laughs> I mean, you might be transformed. You might get a tingling in your vagina, your penal area, and you may be transformed. <laughs> or possessed by Satan. I don't know. I don't know Either where this one. is going. I got a little soapboxy. <laughs> I didn't mean to get soapboxy, but I just, I just, I'm so sick of it. I just hear bullshit all the time. It's okay. We just give our, listener, our listeners like a free journalism course. I love it. Apparently, yeah, it's kind of, I have other things, but I'll stop. Uh, I want to say some good things to, to watch that are back. What we do in the shadows is back. It's on your Hulu if you have mm. Hulu. That's an effect show that's on Hulu. Uh, Better Call Saul is racing towards conclusion. Those of us who have watched Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul uh, are enjoying where we are. Uh, I know you need to get out of college sometimes and have some time to yourself to start these award-winning series, but I'm just going to say you're going to be more transformed <laughs> by watching that than you are, say, I don't know, Game of Thrones or Mr. Robot. Anyway, and then Devs just concluded its run. Devs was, had me up until the end. It Sam smelled me. Yeah. And then Dave is a really? delight. Yes. But it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as much of a rug pull. They, because we, there was very little time invested. I sniffed the pretension when I walked into the room. Yeah. Every single shot. Sam like made me fall in love with Rami Malik and renew my love for Christian Slater and made me love all these other things in his story. And it wasted my time on Reddit talking about quantum thi- uh, physics. And then he <laughs> fucked me in the driveway. <laughs> this show did not. I want to, I want, I just want to go back and listen to those robot episodes. <laughs> No, there's, it's kind of it's, it's really fun. Summer, sometimes I'll once I do sometimes I'll go back and listen to our Game of Thrones episodes, and like I'm not gonna lie, some of the theories we had would would probably have been so much better. Yes, but I that, that that's the same thing with Robot. Like whatever we were thinking of, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, Dave, you should check that out. It's on the same kind of like if you're watching Devs and you see Dave there, please watch Dave. Yeah, it's Dave amazing. Gata specifically just for Gata. Um, and then it's kind of like the Atlanta of, it's kind of an Atlanta. Dave reminds me of an Atlanta. A little bit. A little bit. Run with Mara Weaver and Donald Gleason is on HBO. We've only seen the first episode. I'm loving it. And then I want to say our elementary watch. I am in love with the show. I can't stop watching it. I love it so hard. I don't know why I didn't have this in my life. Thank you, Andre. I'm so glad you love it. You're my favorite child that I never had. And then I'm in the middle of um, my guilty pleasure, which is Marriage at First Sight. A site I had never seen this show. 
I kind of come to these shows tentatively. And Marriage at First Sight is a bunch of people in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is season nine. It's on Netflix. I'm watching these people um, headed toward what looks like the third rail. I don't know why people want to. I know it's bad out there. Bro, I've been out there. I've been told by dudes and women that their grandmother died so many times that I thought there was a grandma apocalypse at one point because I didn't want to, <laughs> like, you know, keep dating me. But y'all get married and then you going through all this and you're Christians and and y'all, I don't understand y'all. Trying to figure y'all no. out. Y'all the same people who get your news for 15 seconds at the grocery store and think the zombies are coming. Anyway. Then I'm also in the middle of my Ruth Galloway books. I can't quit them. I'm on book four, I want to say, Room Full of Bones. I can't say enough about the Ellie Griffith Ruth Galloway book series. I have to stop buying it, but I can't. It's my bath time, bubble bath, relaxation, crack. So I don't sit there and listen to like some high-minded shit in the bathtub. I just want to hear a woman with a British accent saying, Ruth walked into the room and saw Harry Nelson across the way. <laughs> That's like me. When I, when I need to get my British accent fixed, I just rewatch Penny Dreadful. Hello. Right? <laughs> Oh, my God, that's coming on soon. That's, like, next week, I think. I'm going to squeal. We're going to do a thing. We're doing a podcast. Um, we will be back probably sans Andre to do a Better Call Saul when the finale uh, airs. Go for it. Because. Go for it. We have one more season, I think, of Better, Better Call Saul, but I'm not sure. We do, but, but the, the season finale for this season is about to it's air next up. week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So oh. I have I have two recommendations. Yeah, I don't have time to watch anything, but I have time to listen to things. Yes. Um, I found two new podcasts. Um, one of them has been recently released um, because everyone is making a podcast now. Um, it, that's been happening very, for a while. You're just really embracing Am, it. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon is like having a shortage of podcast mics anyway. Um, so there's two podcasts that I really love that I've been listening to. One of them is the Patrick Page podcast. If you don't know Patrick Page, he is currently, um, playing as Hades in Hades town. Um, he's also been on law and order a couple of times. Um, he's done a lot of Shakespeare, done a lot of, um, other musical theater stuff. Um, and he basically goes on with his friend and they kind of talk about, um, audition processes and acting um, both for theater and for film and TV. And as someone who doesn't really know too much about auditioning and how all of that works and like the, like the, like the nitty gritty of acting, I think it's really interesting to listen to granted you're listening to like one person's experience and perspective, but he's done so much stuff. I think you get a good sense of like, um, I don't know, just like, just like how, how it all works. And recently he did um, an interview with Reeve Carney, um, who's also in Hades Town, and it was quite good. Um, poor Reeve, it, I, I really relate to him because he stumbles on his words a lot on a podcast like myself. Um, and they talk about his songwriting stuff. They talk about that one time when he was in the Broadway Spider-Man show. Um <laughs> It's a really, it's a really great podcast, and Patrick Pace has such a deep 
soothing bass voice. It's just really nice to listen to. I think he 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 could he should get a better mic so he can get all of those nice vibey frequencies for sure. And then the second one I've known about for a long time, but I have only started listening to because I needed something new. And it's called Messy with Mike and Mac, as in Mac does it. So he has a podcast with his friend. And some of it is the wildest shit you will ever hear. It is the gayest podcast I have ever listened to. It's definitely like NC-17. So um, (laughs) there's a lot. Are you describing our podcast? Oh, yeah. Mm No, there's like their their recent this most recent episode they're talking about getting porn stars on their podcast and then playing like rings but like with their dicks. It's gonna be a lot of fun. This Tune in. Fun. I would but have this porn is, stars on our podcast too. I don't know if I want to see anybody's dick anytime soon, you know. I I'm yeah, I'm just like so like, I would tell us all dick. about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's but it's like you can definitely sort of hear um, Max influence in it because a lot of the stuff he does in his YouTube videos, he does in these episodes. Oh my God. Um, they have, they have a segment every week where they read a hookup story submitted by listeners and oh they, they kind of role play it and they have like the sexy music under it. And anytime, <laughs> anytime they get to a really weird part, the music just cuts out. And there's like a solid 10 second silence, which is usually followed by laughter. And it, it, I don't know. It's just the funniest thing I listen oh to. God. I've been listening to it while I while I'm like doing that puzzle that's never going to be finished. Are you and I was listening to it with my mom at the table and I just kept laughing. And she's like, well, if it's so funny, maybe you should like put it on speaker so I can too." I'm like, you do not want to listen to this. <laughs> Flavia does not. But, Flavia does but not the, the title says it all. It's messy. messy. They don't they don't care. Their levels are all over the place. Sound is bouncy shit, but I don't give a fuck. Who gives a it shit? It is hilarious. When the content, so I would definitely when the content that be good, sometimes we don't care about that. Okay, I'm in. I am into messy. Hell, you're. <laughs> cool. Ian, do you have any recommendations? No, just the ones that we're watching. I mean, also don't be, don't be walking up on Ian when he is trying to walk the dog. And yeah. listen, Karen, before there was six feet distance, we didn't want to talk to you half a ass. So we fitting to get like <laughs> crunked up out in these mean streets of Santa Monica about your social distancing, birch. I don't know what I'm saying. Like hitting people. Get <laughs> away from me. Get away. I'm just. I'm, I'm going to write Cross down a bunch of street. insults. Cross the street. I think I'm just going to write down some Karen-based insults. I'm going to come up with that list, and I will just read them to you on this. Where's podcast. our Karen radio drama? <laughs> That's what we really need. Look, to do. I've got. I've got something in the works. I'm getting back to it. It's. It's coming out of my work schedule that I have just uh, structured for myself, and the radio drama is in part of that three to four hour workday that I am uh, have set for myself. So. I love that. We can do a Karen radio drama, but it'll be like a, a situation where the person that's working will actually say what they're feeling, mm-hmm. what they want to say, but then they'll they'll say like their customer service stuff. I think we should funny. do I think I think we should just we should workshop it right now. Three Karens. I'll, I'll, the whole sketch starts with the three of us on phones. Excuse me. Let's be your manager. And we're all speaking to managers and just be one like you and I are Karens and Ian is the Filipino guy who's getting the phone call who's trying to negotiate I feel like there's something here two Karens and one Filipino guy at the at the help desk 
No? I'm going to rush to my laptop right now and start writing. Wow. Wow. I don't appreciate this. What? I wasn't being sarcastic. I was being vulnerable. I was being vulnerable <laughs> right now in the writer's room. I don't like you when I'm vulnerable and you guys are mean. Well, that's a podcast name. The writer's room. The writer's no, room. That's yeah, that's, that's been taken so many times by the actual writer's room. Oh, Justin Roiland, uh, who did um, Rick and Morty, has unshackled himself from Dan Harmon. And he is doing what I would like to call Rick and Morty without Dan Harmon. <laughs> I don't have the title in front of me. It's an animated series. Animation is king right now because you can do that shit from home. And all these actors need, you know, uh, rent money. So that's coming up. I want to I see an episode of that and then tell you guys what I think that about it. That should be interesting. It, it is Rick and Morty without Dan Harmon. So what's that? that gonna be that'll be fun who knows you guys i'm i have got an entire jug of wine to consume so i have to go and i have to read all of the headlines for tomorrow i'm just gonna <laughs> sit here and finish watching this mess speaking of messy i'm gonna finish watching this fucking um marriage at first sight show because i just can't stop watching it and then i'm gonna uh cry ashamedly in the shower <laughs> when it's over. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, uh, you guys take care of yourself. Whatever you're doing um, that's helping you, keep doing. If it's hurting you, stop doing. Also, stop being so suspicious of the media. They're really not trying to fuck with you. Most of them are just human beings who just want to get home to their families. They don't, only Steve Bannon and Stephen Miller the Steves, the evil Steves have time to sit up all night and find out ways to fuck you over. Everybody else is just <laughs> just trying to get along, just trying to do their shit. Yeah. Hydrate, rest, find someone to holla at. If you don't have anyone to holla at, holla at us. We're on Ashland Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can reach out to us on those platforms. You can come here on our YouTube channel and say what's up. Just be respectful and polite. I don't respond to shittyisms or insults of me and my colleagues. You'll probably get nothing back from that. So I don't. I'm not a monkey. You push a button and I go. Ee, ee, ee. You won't. You will get fucking nothing from me, bitch. Uh, but if you want to come and say hi and you need us and you want to say hi just as a human being, holler at us. Uh, we are on YouTube as well as Ashland Podcast. Come say hi. You guys are, are tuning in. We appreciate that. It's been awesome. And we love being on YouTube. And scene. And scene. Are you guys good? <laughs> Wash your hands. Yep. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Oh, and if you get one of those masks with the ear things on it, I have a little handy tip. Take a panty liner and put it in your mask as a filter every day. Just change out your panty. If you have panty liners, if you stocked up on those. Uh, put a little panty liner inside your mask, and it's a little extra protection in your mask, so it, it saves stuff from falling in or falling out, I feel like. Try it. We're all just making this shit up as we go along, aren't we? <laughs> I think next episode... We're all making masks from new fabric sources We are. Week. We're like, oh my God, there's a dead thing in the road. I'm going to make a mask out of it. I'll Someone, next, someone's next gonna week have is like going to be like, oh, empty fuck, beer bottles curtains. and shit and fucking like rebar. <laughs> like aerators. You like. know, just sort of like, it's going to be like Mad Max. Wait till Dune comes out. You're all going to be like, Timothy Chalamet wore yeah. it in the movie. I'm, next week, oh I'm, I'm going to show you like my mask and how I use my panty liner in the mask that we got at the gas station. 
I'm going to demonstrate it next week and, and maybe it'll give you some ideas and you can create off of that. I'm totally open to like your mask making skills. Share those. Like what's comfortable? What do you not sweat down your face? I, I made something out of a bed sheet the other day. I was sucking it into my own lungs. That was a mistake. So like what are your uh, PPE, <laughs> personal PPE stories? I want to hear those. I'm at that age. All right. We love you. And you guys take care of yourself. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay. Cool. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.